I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, getting out from behind your eyeballs to draw. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 438 from behind my eyeballs. Eyeballs. And I have a sense sitting here waiting for the heat to kick off. It kicked on just as I started to record. And I was looking at the title and thinking there was a clip of one of my kids saying eyeballs over and over and over. And I am sure that is the case. I might have to go and see if I can track it down. It's not, it's not on this computer. That is always the problem as you continue to move through the years. Files end up really, really displaced and misplaced. But I so clearly remember something Maybe it was a December one. Maybe it was pieced to eyeballs. Is that what it was? Maybe. I'm going to have to go and find it because now I can't see the word eyeballs without thinking about it and hearing just the whiff of that childhood voice. So, I am squeaking this in. I shouldn't have to squeak these in. I'm already in the margins, and my margins are becoming sub-margins and even smaller slivers of margins within the margins, and I should be able to fix this somehow. So, I am squeaking this in. I've been chugging some water because I haven't even finished my first cup of coffee But there is a need for some water before this happens. It's the way it is. I wish it wasn't that way. But I don't want to talk super fast either to do my shows. And yet, if I don't start this now and pedal my way through it, chug, chug, chug up this hill, hoping we reach a top and we can cruise down. If I don't do that right now, I won't get to do it. And... That is starting to drive me a little bit crazy. This inability to be able to do things where I need to talk out loud during the bulk of the day. I don't know. I don't know. So it is Sunday, and it is actually Super Bowl Sunday. And I know that I was told, but in the moment, I wouldn't be able to tell you even who is playing. Usually, Super Bowl Sunday means I don't know who's playing, and I go to the grocery at some point midday, and I'm vaguely surprised that the lot is full, and there are 
a zillion people and the nacho aisle is empty. On a day when, for some reason, I thought I will buy tortilla wood chips. So that's usually my Super Bowl experience. And then, along with the rest of the world, we tend to have nachos and watch the Super Bowl, or at least the ads. Today, I don't need to go do that. I won't be going out to do that, although the new tortilla chips are here. I will probably have it on. I started to say we will probably have it on, but other than the nacho eating portion of the event, I really doubt that either of my kids will watch it. I will probably have it on, probably watching for some of those ads, probably doing some drawing, working in my Illustrate Your Week journal starting week six for 2021. So there has been this gap in shows. And at the same time, I feel like I am constantly working in my margins. My marginalia glows. It's pushing. It's pushing at the edges of its boundaries. It really is. My marginalia is all-encompassing. It would be if it could be. It would creep and grow like some kind of ivy and just take over. My marginalia is exhausting. Hard work. But it's also exciting and fulfilling and mindful and comforting and some way that I'm able to keep pushing and keep learning and keep trying and keep hoping and all of those things. The 100 Day Project is well underway now. We are on day eight and I am loving what I decided to do. I ended up with multiple projects, but they are being combined, or at least they have been so far, not exclusively, but in some ways, and that has been working. My goal was not necessarily to combine these things. That wasn't my plan, although I didn't really have a plan, but that is how the week went. That's how week one went, and... I have been sharing at Instagram, so my daily images are there. But just as a really quick overview, I am working with circles and with dip pen. Both of these were in my list of things that I was considering and toying with that I put in that really long blog post. I think maybe one person saw it. It was so exhaustingly long that the day after I thought, I don't even know that I want to do a 100-day project. I just don't think any of these things are really going to work for me or do it for me. And I don't know why I'm even considering this. I don't need an extra count. But, you know, I put the post up a week in advance and I thought about it. I tried a thing or two. And ultimately made a last-minute decision, which is typical, but I didn't decide just to do one thing. I have two very clear things and a third thing, which isn't something that will be as obvious on the outside. So I am using circles and dip pen. I did a show you might remember on dip pen last year at some point. I was just so hooked on the whole idea of trying it. And then, almost as soon as I hit publish, 
I realized I didn't really need to do that, didn't really want to do that for a whole variety of reasons. But it didn't quite let go, it didn't fully let go. I found myself running into dip pens around every corner. And when I ran into it again a couple of weeks ago, I paid attention. And I saw one little thing that was new to me and different and thought, oh yeah, okay. So here I am, I'm dip pinning and I'm forcing my squares and grids into circles. And we're on day eight. I'm going to wait and talk about the 100 day project next time or in another week. I'm going to let this next week unfold. I have a little bit of a deal with myself. If I do something for so many days and it's working well, I'm going to do this other thing, get this other thing. So we will see. We'll see how this continues to go and what I learn. And you're thinking, well, you just talked about it for a whole bunch of minutes, but I'm going to talk more about it, a little more about the whole thought process of what's happening and how it feels and even in terms of dip pen, what I may or may not be learning. So another time. But I have seen so many of you sharing your work for the 100 Day Project and it always amazes me the range of projects that everyone comes up with. I love that. So many beautiful projects and series. I hope your project is going well if you started one. I hope you are finding the flow that you need, the time and the space that you need, a routine and a habit that works for you, and the accountability that helps keep you going. That accountability can really make a difference when you are building a habit or working on a long project or trying to get yourself back into a certain mindset and creative space. And accountability doesn't have to be complicated. It might just be checking off the box in your own tracker. That might be enough. But it depends on you. It might be posting your photo to Instagram or another creative space or taking a picture and sending it to an accountability friend, accountability partner. There are all kinds of ways that can happen, but thinking through something that will help with your accountability can be very important. Some of us, yes, are just incredibly self-disciplined, and these things may or may not seem as important, but even so, a little bit of accountability can go a long way. So just some short thoughts today, really a short story, not a story. There's no beginning, middle, and end. Just a moment that piggybacks on things I've said before, as most comments and creative narrative and stories do. I had a weird thing happen the other night. Letting myself not get really frustrated, although I was frustrated, but just kind of removing that element is one of those moments that's just puzzling. It's exactly what I expected bet to happen when I try to do this, this thing, but it always surprises and confuses me. It always puzzles me. I think I might have the visual memory of a doorstep. I don't even know what that illusion means. I started to say of a nap, visual memory of a nap, 
And then I realized that Annette might have a pretty good visual memory. I don't really know. I don't know. But I can't draw a stick figure. I already know that if I want to sit down and draw myself sitting in my chair at my little desk working or drawing, I can't do it unless I have a photo. If I want to draw the view looking at me, seeing that person, me, sitting in the chair at the desk, drawing or working, I need a photo or I can't draw it. There's a show somewhere else about this. I will try and figure it out about not being able to get outside my eyeballs, which is where today's title comes from. It's so frustrating. Last week or two weeks ago, one of the Illustrate Your Week prompts was something I wish I could do. It was probably phrased more simply, but that was the essence. And I drew a guitar. There are lots of things I wish I could do, but it was an easy answer. I drew a guitar. I looked up a guitar image to do that, too. And I only drew a portion of a guitar, but I still looked it up. Just a simple outline, but yes, I so wish I could sit down and play guitar. But maybe what I should have drawn was, I wish I could get out from behind my eyeballs and flip what I see around. Although, really, I shouldn't put so much emphasis on getting out from behind, I guess. I just wish I could visualize things without a reference. And yes, I know we've talked about it endlessly. I've talked about it endlessly. And it even really struck me because in that same week of Illustrate Your Week, one of the prompts was a timeline of a day. And I put that one off forever. I don't even know why my days are so crazy static right now. Stagnant, predictable. Each day is pretty much exactly like the one before. And the chunk of the day from right after I make my first cup of coffee until I sit down at night with my last cup of coffee and enjoy maybe the best hour of the day. An hour doing something of my own, working on my databases or documentation, watching some videos in my current area of obsession, etc. That hour before I make dinner, it's the best. That one hour, it's the best. And then there are a span of hours into night. But really, the hourly view day to day, Monday through Friday, is the same. And when I finally made the timeline, I was glad I did. It was really nice to see it so concretely. To see that it really is exactly that way. There's not even any little breaks where you have to drive someone somewhere or stop to go pick someone up or run do this or that. There's a whole series of shows a few years ago about blocking and mapping time. And if you haven't heard those, they are probably worth going back and listening to. Although, like me, your time right now might be pretty different, but it still might be worth looking at that, seeing how your time is mapping right now. These days, I have nowhere I have to be other than the 8 to 10 hours I sit at my computer for work. We have no appointments because I've put them all off. We're overdue on lots of things we really need done. So the days look the same. Wake, work, make dinner, TV, draw, sleep. It isn't a span of hours that will stand out 
as exciting to anyone, even me. The chances of anything interesting happening in this span of hours, fairly slim. The chances that I may disappear in the monotony and the charade of it all, pop. Now, you're wondering, wait, how is this all related? Why do you need to draw yourself at your desk? What's the gnat got to do with things? Well, I want to draw myself at my desk. Always. I'm never going to give up on this thing that I want to do, which is the thing I most want to do, and yet the thing that somehow I don't seem to consistently work at and do. Okay, so there's that. I would give a lot to flip my view in my head so that I could draw whatever I want myself in any moment, any scene. I mean, really, to illustrate the navel-gazing that dominates my inner world, I need to be able to see myself. I just have to say it a thousand times because it's going to happen. It's going to happen even if it ends up that these are just circular blobs with legs. Who knows? But in this case, the problem was even more abstract. Even simpler. Even more basic. Far more basic. Because I can't draw a stick figure. Now, I don't want to draw stick figures. This project that is my most innermost thing isn't a stick figure project. But in drawing that little timeline, it just made sense that, okay, a stick figure might work here. I drew a little offshoot to show that somewhere in this span, I walk the dog. I put five minutes, but it might only be two or three. I didn't think I could manage a representation of a dog that made sense in this little bitty spot, so I drew some semblance of a leash, although in retrospect it doesn't make a whole lot of sense either because it has the collar attached, which is actually on the neck. But I figured it got the point across. But then another little offshoot. I was noting that at this certain time on some days, I go for a 30-minute walk. I just needed to draw this little bitty stick figure walking. And I worked on this a few years ago, trying to understand and practice the various methods of stick figures, stick figure drawing, the things that little bitty kids know how to do and don't question. Stick figure drawing and how to put them in motion. It's impossible for me. I tried several times that night and my figure looked like it was jumping or doing some weird acrobatic thing. Now really, the whole drawing was the size of a thumbnail. It was an actual, your actual thumbnail. It was very small. I just needed this gist of a person walking. Acrobatics, crazy shapes, arms all askew, legs, all these things. I couldn't figure it out. I would erase it. I would try again. I would say, no, those are going the completely wrong way, but I have no idea how to make them go the right way. I couldn't figure out the legs. I certainly couldn't figure out the arms. Not at all. I finally Googled it. I Google everything. I Googled it, and I ended up drawing one that I saw then. And it still didn't look right. Mine didn't look right. The one on the screen looked fine. Mine didn't look right. These things keep me human. I know. They keep me aware. I know. 
They are moments that make me remember always that some things that are obvious to some are not obvious to others, or in some things that are innate to some are not innate to others. Some of us just have a knack for doing some things. Some of us have a different way of seeing and a different way of visualizing and a different way of remembering what we see. I did in my work life a whole piece recently for which I needed to do a lot of research on face blindness. And that explained uh, so much for me. I won't go into it here, but that was a fascinating bit of research. And there is a piece by Oliver Sacks, a name you might know. And I will link that in the show notes. It's a Washington Post, I think, article about face blindness. And that was really, really interesting. And so I do know that people visualize differently and people remember what they see very differently. If you give me your photo, I can draw you a portrait. And hey, I might be willing to if you give me your photo. And I can do so and you feel pretty confident about it. Like you feel pretty good about it. Better than I might have four years ago, for sure. But if I just try to draw us as stick figures seeing each other on the street, and you might have waved at me when I'm trying to draw that, wow, I'm so lost. Now, I know that back in the early days of the CMP, I was illustrating much more regularly graphic novel scenes and days, trips to Oregon, vacations, things like that. And I don't don't recall being quite so stuck. Yes, I it's always a little bit of an issue, but I don't remember getting so stymied. Now, the stick figure really threw me this week. So I just need to draw some stick figures every day, I guess. And that's a strange thing to feel like I need to practice. It really makes me stop and go, what? But I think if I could start to understand how things look in that form, I could extrapolate to filling out the form, adding clothes, etc. That is what I thought a couple of years ago when I did the same thing. But maybe I didn't work hard enough at it. Maybe I was too busy with all the other marginalia, which is always my problem. We can only fit so many things in. I think it's good, though, to think about strengths and weaknesses. Not to just push them aside, but to think about how they fit into an overall picture or into areas that we want to develop. How those weaknesses might be holding us back. Maybe the most important part. Our weaknesses can be frustrating. They can be disappointing. They can be things we want to hide, especially when they are related to a dream. When whatever it is is related to a dream, a wish, a someday project, it can be hard to run up against a wall. But walls don't have to be permanent. There may be a door. It just might not be the expected door. It might not be the same door everyone else takes or the same way everyone else does it. I always go back in my head to knowing that certain illustrators that I most admire always use reference photos. Even so, I still would like to be able to draw a stick figure running or walking, crossing the street, 
The problem with that, of course, is so there may be a door. You may or may not be able to change your neurology, but you can practice and learn and develop strategies to accomplish most tasks. I believe that. That's growth mindset. We can learn. We can grow. We can change. We can get better by practice, by repetition, by the doing, by finding ways to do that have meaning to us that allow us to practice and still create things that have meaning, which creates its own circle of reinforcement. We do and we learn, but we also appreciate what we're doing and find it satisfying and fulfilling and personally meaningful. And so we do it again and we get a little bit better as we do it again. And then we are even more satisfied and fulfilled, hopefully, especially if this is related to a dream. So what do you have to put aside? What do you have to put aside when you are going for your dream? That's something to contemplate. I might have to put aside that I have something that starts in 13 minutes and I am not sure I can be done. And what I'm starting is not necessarily related to this dream or that dream. What do you have to put aside to get on the path for your dream? What do you have to set up and what systems? I'm working really hard on systems. And I'm loving that because it's taking me a lot of time. What do you have to put aside to get on the path for your dream? And how do you get outside from behind your eyeballs? Given time, a window or a crack in your schedule or an adventurous spirit that helps you find the door, you can find ways. Or you can continue to live in a six-figure-less world. Who knows? It's your one day. How do you get on the path for your dream? And how do you do so without getting so frustrated or disappointed or demoralized or so full of doubt or so full of self-criticism? You keep moving forward. Yes, accountability can go a long way. But it's very hard very hard to find spaces as well. It's very hard to get outside of things so that you are working completely free of comparison or competition, jealousy, any of those things. And as you can see, there's this whole vortex of things that all come into play and in how we think about what we do and what we need and just don't know how to get it. Just don't know how to get it. I am really out of time, but I wanted to mention two books. One, I'm not going to name yet. I'm not going to name it until I finish it. But uh, this one, I started last week. Something I heard about randomly. I saw it in some virtual book club or another. A memoir by a really well-known actor. I downloaded it from my library, and the introductory chapter chapters just blew me away. Part poem, part rap part memoir, spoken word, part philosophy, I was enamored. I don't know that I've watched anything with this person. It would be something that you would be like, what? Even my household was like, what? So I pulled up a list and there are a ton of movies. And yet, no, I don't think I've watched any of those. If you told me his name, I would have told you who I thought this person was and this doesn't match up even to what I'm listening to. So I was swept away by the intro 
I've listened to several hours of it now. I had to sit in the car and wait for someone at a medical thing this week. And not knowing him makes him a blank slate for me. I am meeting him through his words, through these words. I checked out the ebook version too, and when I wanted to pull a quote for an Illustrate Your Week prompt last week, I went to the ebook version and to the intro, and I was surprised to see the words. Having heard them first was such a different experience, and I don't think I've ever felt that strongly before about the difference between a written piece and a spoken piece. And in this case, so far, that has been incredibly dramatic, but I am listening. I have had some reservations about listening after I did some digging around, and I am facing that within myself. But another book I read last month also surprised me and really sucked me under. It was such an experience the whole month, this feeling of being sucked under by this book. The writing and the storytelling and the detail in my book are amazing. It wasn't the kind of book I normally read. I stumbled over that one on a library post. They were having a group and I had not read the book, so I didn't go to the group, but it made me look it up. I checked it out and I'm really glad that I did. It does really draw you in and not let go of anything. It really is gripping. It is a very difficult topic, so it you need to know that. But her narrative in this book is really, really wonderful. And that one was Know My Name by Chanel Miller. So the other thing I'll throw in is that when I got ready to talk today about the stick figure, this image did pop up into my head of this really sinister character from this little game that I was playing this morning and over the last few days. There's a whole series of these free games. I've been doing a lot of exit room game research and reading and pondering, partly because we have some upcoming birthdays. And in that process, I ran into a mention of these free games and downloaded a few and I played a few. And there is this sinister silhouetted character in some of them. And for some reason, the image of that just popped up into my head when I thought about the stick figure. So it's funny sometimes how things connect or don't connect or mismatch and misalign, but all jump up into the same time and space together. Be on the lookout for your connections and be thinking about your dream. The dream part I didn't know was going to happen in today's show. Didn't know that was going to happen today. So be thinking about your dreams, your dreams, what it takes to get there. And I know they are sometimes the most private things. And they are the things that feel most threatened when you see other people start doing them. So be thinking about yours, how you get on that path, and what you have to give up. What you have to give up. That may be where we need to head. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 438. Thank you for joining me, for tuning in, for listening as I make all these very strange connections between gnats and 
uh, mysterious specters and games and exit rooms. And I will be talking maybe a little more about exit rooms because we have had some really good experience with a series of games. And yet, that's it for today. I am so out of time. I should just get up earlier. I know. I know. But see, I actually, maybe I should just stop doing the thing that happens next because it's cutting into my ability to do this. And doing this helps me with some of those other things and dreams, right? It's always a series of trade-offs and shuffling things around, finding ways and schedules to do things. And I really do need to just get up earlier. As always, I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. You'll find links there to anything that I talk about, as well as usually some slightly different discussion or synopsis of the show. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Hardless. You can find me on Instagram as oamyoamy, and things like Illustrate Your Week are on the Creativity Matters podcast feed at Instagram. Please consider following me at YouTube. I am still really pushing there in small ways, but with ultimate strategy and goal in mind. So I really would appreciate your follow. It's a very simple and very free way to help. It is. In the not-so-free realm, thank you to those of you who support the CMP. Your support at Patreon or through Ko-fi, any other method that you use, Amazon, Amazon Wishlist, any of those things, it makes a huge difference for this show, for my ability to continue feeding and seeding this show, in addition to, yes, hosting the show, but it helps me all around. So I appreciate those of you who are supporting the show in some way. And thank you especially to those of you at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. A word for the week. Well, since I mentioned the exit games, and this is not completely related to that, but let's go with exit sign. It's fairly easy to draw. You can Google it if you need an example. Otherwise, I think a box with the word exit will work. So that's it for today. As always, let's see. How do I close this thing out? Remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to